friends, look no further. Everything you need, it is already in you. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised weekly interviews with guests that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and ready to take on the world. And this week's guest, y'all, get ready. I'm already fired up just from our conversation to start the podcast. But let's let me not wait any further. This, my dear friends, is Miss Raquel Bob. Hi. She is a full-time accountant and CEO of Inner Greatness, which focuses on inspiring and motivating others to live their best lives. Sis, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So let's not waste any time. We start every podcast by asking guests to give their definition of joy. So if you had to think about it, how would you define joy? I would define joy as being able to wake up every morning and living out my purpose. Mm. So you've already identified your purpose. Yes, I have. How did you get to that place? (laughs) It wasn't easy. It was a lot of tests, trials, tribulations, God speaking to me, me being disobedient, me having to fast, pray, go through different things to to get where I am today. It was definitely a journey. Mm. And what about in those moments when you hadn't identified or been obedient to the purpose that God had placed on your life? It was hard. It was hard and it was it was dark times, like, because I've always been an intuitive person mm-hmm. and a person that had a relationship with God. I've been in relationship with God since I was six. So every time I feel like God is trying to take me to the next level and elevate me, he gives me a trial. And sometimes it's for the world to see, and sometimes he protects me from the world, and it's just so for I can see, so I can see. Mm-hmm. And what did you do in those seasons to persevere? Oh, it was a lot of crying. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of praying. And it was journaling. Mm. Journaling, it was helping me see my truth in the person I looked at every day in the mirror. Because I believe that when you can't heal what you don't reveal. Mm -hmm. So it was taking those time to actually write and see myself for what it was. Because it's no point in lying to me. Mm. And when I write, I can't write lies. It's easy for people to tell lies, but you can't write them. Mm. It's like a mental thing. So like writing out and seeing everything for what it was when I wrote it. That's how I was able to get through those moments and actually see what God was trying to tell me. What did you use to validate the truth? God. I use I use God and what I knew, what I knew he was saying about me. Mm. Because in this generation, we have social media mm-hmm. and everybody looks to for, I mean, I've done it. We look for outside validation to invalidate what God has already told us, but before we were put on this earth, before we were born, God gave us all a purpose. 
and he all he gave us a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite scriptures for that reason. Because he says he knows the plans that he has for us. And, you know, to prosper us and give us hope in the future. Like, when you hit, when I used to say that that was my favorite scripture, I wasn't really living it. Mm. Because anytime I wanted to do something or be something great, I was asking a lot of people. When God had already, because God speaks to me mostly through songs in my dreams. Okay. So when I'm asleep, God comes and talks. And so, like, starting Inner Greatness, he was just like, he's like, I've been told you to do that. He was like, and you looking on the outside, he's like, but you have a story to tell. And you have a life to live and you got people to reach. He's like, I don't matter if it doesn't look like this or what you thought it was supposed to look like. You're supposed to look like who you're supposed to look like so you can touch the people that I have anointed and attached to you. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. One, it's impactful that we spend time discerning the voice of God mm-hmm. because I think that's so key, especially as, as women, as Christians that we hear clearly from God and not our friends. Cause sometimes our friends mean really well. They do. They our do. parents mean really well. And they do. <laughs> but it's not God. It's not God. But unless we know him, mm-hmm. and unless we're able to clearly identify a good thing from a God thing. Come on now. Then we won't be able to move in the right direction of our purpose. No, that's true. And God had to isolate me. Mm, talk about that. So in 20, it was 2018. I had got a promotion on my job. Okay. Moved me to Dallas. That was the, like the roughest time ever because like, you know, I had, I had a business going on, but I, I chose paycheck over my purpose. I chased the check. <laughs> I chased the check. I had a whole business going, saying, talking about like how God is my sponsor and how he's all these great things to me and was doing speaking engagement, was mentoring, going to LA, being on these panels with, you know, like mm-hmm. people you see in Hollywood. And it was just like, one, I was shrinking myself because I didn't feel like I was ready. Wow. In those seasons. But then when the job gave me the promotion, I was like, oh, we're moving you to Dallas. I was like, okay, let's go. But when I got there, all hell broke loose. Mm. It was the loneliest time because I got to see who was really my friend, who I was giving too much, like who I had been codependent on because mm. I had dealt with some abandonment issues since my adolescent years from when my parents got a divorce, mm-hmm. which changed me. So I was dealing with identity crisis okay. because I would attach myself to people because I felt like some love was better than any. And that wasn't just mm. in terms of like a platonic relationship. It was like friends. It was like with guys, the people that I would choose to date. Like it was everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, even if I knew they weren't a good friend, oh, but I'll still be their friend because they're giving me some type of attention. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to Dallas, he broke me down. I remember one night being in my apartment there and I was like, God, if you let me make it out of Dallas, I promise I will serve you. I will tell everybody about you. Mm-hmm. I will never live for anybody else. And I will always live for you and through you and with you. Like, cause that was the thing. Like I cried. I was on the, on that floor prostrate. Like I was having anxiety attacks. I had never dealt with that. Mm-hmm. I was going through depression. It was just me and my dogs. That was it. Mm-hmm. And that's when he spoke to me and he said, he's like, are you ready to listen now? Woo! And I was like, huh? And so that's when I started birthing in a greatness. And, yeah, he dealt with me with that. 
that was a that was a real hard season. And people to the world, I had just got a new truck. Like I was living in Dallas. I was getting promoted. Like it was I was to the world I was looking like I was at the top. But on the inside I was the lowest that I could have ever been. Mm. I was real low. That's what I talked about, like how God protected me from people. Cause to the world, it was I was I was whole. I was good. But on the inside I was broken. Mm-hmm. And he didn't make me look like what I was going through. Wow. He he protected me. Even though he was isolating me, God protected me. And I'm so grateful for that season because it it, it evolved our relationship even more. Whew. We're about seven minutes into this podcast and what you will not do. Is make me cry <laughs> seven minutes into this podcast. But you said so much in that story that I want to unpack. Let's go. Starting with chasing the check versus chasing purpose. Mm-hmm. How many times have we done that? And chasing Ooh. the check, though, wasn't an easy or was it an easy decision? No, it wasn't an easy decision because here I am rooted in Houston. I was involved in the church. I was involved, had all my family, friends, everybody was mm-hmm. here. And my boss came to me one day and she was just like, we have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. What is it? She was like, me and you're going to fly to Dallas. She's like, you're going to meet with these partners. And if they like you, she's like, this is going to be your new home. We get, next day, we literally hopped on the plane, mm-hmm. went to Dallas, we did the meeting that morning by that, by that evening. I mean, like by that afternoon, I was signing a lease for our apartment. Mm. Like, and I was sitting there and I was just like, when I got back on that plane, I was like, what did I just do? Mm. Because in that moment they were selling all this big stuff, right. these dreams, like, Oh, you come live, you come live in Dallas, you come work for us. Then you are just going to elevate. You're going to elevate. But I was doing my business and I was really happy at that time. Like, well, so I thought like, I was like, okay, no, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm able to touch people's lives. I'm able to give God's a name, you know, making it great. Like, I had churches buying my shirts. I had friends, family, like, everywhere I go, people was wearing it and getting the message out. And I was like, okay, like, this was good. But then it wasn't mm. because as I started selling to Dallas, it was like, no, this is a test. That was a test. And I failed it because the amount of money that they presented and the amount of money that I was making. And I didn't even call it a business then because I was just doing it because I loved it. Wow. So it really wasn't even a business. That's how I know it was my purpose because I wasn't even calculating. So I'm like, oh, this money, oh, no brainer. And yeah, I fell to that. Mm-hmm. And But it was through that situation that God showed me because an opportunity came on the job where I had to do that same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And it changed me. Yeah, um, I created shirts for the company I was with for this big old, like, diversity event to the point that the CEO of the company started wearing them. And everybody's like, how did you do that? How did you do that? That was just my natural creativity doing it. And I was just like, I got to get back home. I'm like, I want to come home. And, I, like I said, I laid on that floor, and I was praying and crying. Like a few months later, the pandemic happened. Mm. And I was able to come back home, and I actually quit the job. Mm-hmm. Everything works together everything I want to also ask what you learned or you mentioned in in your description you also felt an opportunity to chase the check because it gave you a chance to shrink from your purpose yeah because I'm a background person okay I'm not even gonna lie 
I love helping people. Mm-hmm. I love like pushing people to the forefront and everything else. And I'm like, I don't need the accolades. I don't need the applause. Like I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I will serve. I have a very servant sp- serving spirit. And it got to the point where God was like, no, I'm calling you. Ooh. He's like, I'm not calling them. I'm not calling them. Like I've already called them, but I need you to be called. And I need you to answer that call. Mm. But it's like, no, I ain't ready. I don't, Cause you know, when you get, when you walk out in your purpose and in your truth, like that's when it's like a magnifying glass put on you. The world starts breaking you apart from your past because everybody thinks you're supposed to be perfect when you're mm-hmm. walking for God. When that's the truest thing from the Bible. Like, no, everybody in the Bible had things and God just made those things perfect so that they can be, you know, so he used. can they could be used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I shrunk myself like. I was like, oh, no, it would be like this little bitch. Nobody didn't have to say little. I would just say little. Like, because Mm. I'm like, because I didn't want it to become this big thing. You said it first. Yeah, I said it first. So it can can validate myself and it can help. So when the world say it, I I ain't feeling like rejecting. I'm not feeling like, oh. You know, like they said, like, I already told myself these things. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So now... Yeah. Recognizing that 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 was playing yourself small. Mm-hmm. That that was limiting what God was doing in your life. It definitely limited. How do you see yourself now? Oh, now I see myself as this light that that the world was trying to dim. Mm-hmm. Like I had some people that would just naturally gravitate towards me mm-hmm. and you know they'd be like you're inspiring me like stuff that I do on the daily and I'm like okay yeah but then I had the people that I was like you think you're this you think you that when it's like no I am that hmm. like because my past doesn't define me but I had to learn how to heal from my past and accept it because sometimes our past are so drawn out in mine one day I'll write a story a book about it but like it had a lot of pieces a lot of moving pieces so in order for me to stay safe I just I told the good parts of the past because one thing about my past it still involves other people and I never want them to be seen in that light because people wouldn't understand because even after all the hell I've been through I still don't see those people in that light Mm -hmm. it was just a part of God's plan and to really know me you have to you'll know that these people that have done like even for my parents, like when they got a divorce, that changed my whole trajectory of life. Like it just did. And it was one that opened up a whole nother path from the ages of 10 years old till I was like 20. Like that whole decade was one for the books. And I was trying to find myself again because during that time I was lost. And so it's like, yeah. So now when I see and I accepted my past, because I couldn't tell, I could never not tell my story without telling that part. But that's the part I will try to leave out Mm. because it will affect so many people. But in the end, I had to realize it was still my truth. My feelings were valid. Like how I felt through those situations that I encountered were real. Mm -hmm. And then God said to me, he was like, everything you need is already inside of you. And I was like, and that's all he kept saying. I was having a dream, and it kept, I kept waking up at the same time. It was 3, 3, 3 every night, like at 3 in the morning. And then I'll see it on the clock. I'll see it on license plates. And I was like, okay, what is God trying to say? And he was just like, everything you need is already inside of you. And that's how inner greatness was born because you have to look on the inside. 
mm-hmm. because we all were born with, with our own DNA. And that's why I have the thumbprint because nobody, not even identical twins, have the same DNA as far as the fingerprint on their body. So it's like, it's a matter of you're tapping into you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, the cemetery is the richest place on earth because a lot of people die with dreams filled. It's the richest place on earth. You go there because people die with their dreams because a matter of what, if somebody didn't validate them right, somebody rejected them, if somebody said it wasn't good enough, you know? And I had went through all of those things, but I didn't know why I went through them. And I went through them at early ages. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here I am, 20s, going into my 30s, and I'm like, God, this is what you're telling me to do, to use what I, my pain yeah. for my purpose? And he was like, yes. And I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> and then he was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I started being obedient. Because obedience is definitely better than sacrifice. Yeah. So you, you, okay. Yeah. (sighs) So I wanted to ask, starting a business from scratch is frightening. Ooh, it is. Even if you are faith-filled and faith-fueled, there are just unknowns about starting a business. And as you've already said, there are so many people that don't move from dream to action. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But you did. What was your biggest starting place? Okay. So like I told y'all, I was in Dallas for two years. During this time, this business was being birthed. I didn't I didn't have the full name yet until God spoke to me in my dream and told me what the name of the business will be. And then I had already started the Raquel J where I was going around mentoring and speaking and selling t-shirts and inspiring people just doing what I do best. So, but I was like, I needed a rebrand because the Raquel J was me validating myself before the world, like making me be something like the, like, okay, like I'm somebody, I'm this. It mm-hmm. was more ego based than it was God based. Woo. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to come. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Finish that sentence. We're coming back to the versus God. Go on now. Yeah. Like it was more ego based than God based. Mm -hmm. And so I had to rebrand. And what happened was in July 2022, I got laid off my job. I got laid off my job. And I was like, God, why? But I had been praying for something different because I knew I was shrinking myself in the workplace. Because it's when you try to be somebody just like me, help others, and you're in corporate America, they don't accept that. And this was the first time that I was finally getting pushback. Like, and it mm-hmm. was too much. And I'm like, God, okay, it's too much restriction there. That means I'm not on the right path mm-hmm. that you want me to be. And so I started a 40-day fast. <laughs> the first day of the fast, I lost my job. I had did my presentation that morning at 9. By 11 a.m., The I was on the phone with HR and... uh. <laughs> And they was like, okay, we, we decided to let your department go. And I just, I couldn't cry. I tried. I tried. I got, I got in the car, I tried to ride around, listen to sad song. Like, I tried to cry, but I knew that it was God because it was the first day of my fast. So now, now, Lord, I said I was going to fast from food, not fast from employment. That's exactly. Not, <laughs> that's not come, what I meant. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. So that's what made me, and I had all this stuff in the, in the vault. It's been there. So I had no choice but to just put it out because I'm like, God is God is telling me to finally put out what I've been holding in. My friends will say it all the time. It's like, Rocky, you need to go ahead and launch this business. You need to launch it. I kept giving it date after date and would not do it. Mm. And so when I got laid off my job, I did it. 
I just I had no other choice. I had to jump, and so that's how I was born, and that that's what made me put the action behind the dream that that has been living inside of me for, yeah, because that that was 2019, 2018, 2019, yeah, for these past four years, and these then I released four years, yeah, and I uh, released it nine eight two two. Thank you for being obedient, and I think even in the delay there's still a message in that Mm -hmm. that the blessing is the you were able to really fulfill yeah the test this came with some hard trials oh it did (laughs) it did and this is better lived now oh it is because i understand it Mm -hmm. i understand it and i'm not running from it no more Like I stood in my truth. One of the tenets of inner greatness and I share and support is journaling. I have been an avid journaler since I was a child. Sometimes I go back and I'm like, okay, what do I do with all of these journals? Write a book from it, girl. Um, (laughs) Why have you found it to be important? Oh, because I'm big on mental health. And consecutively for the last seven years... I've been journaling, but like you said, as a kid, I used to have like the Lisa Frank diaries and the fuzzy ones. With the little keys. You with the keys. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have all my thoughts because I was like, okay, I need to get it out because I like my sleep. Mm -hmm. So, and then that's also, like I said, how God speaks to me the Mm -hmm. most. And so if I'm heavy and I'm going to sleep, I can't sleep. Gotcha. So journaling started being as a release before I go to bed, whether good or bad. Because mm-hmm. some days, I ain't going to lie, it hasn't been easy. Some days I literally write the date and write, Dear God, and it's nothing but tears. Mm. And I leave it just as that. And I still write it, Amen. Like, because I never want to be fake with myself. So it's like on the days where it's been so hard and there's nothing but tears on the paper, I allow God understands those. Absolutely. So when I go back and read and see how far I've come, like I see like, oh, this day was a hard day. But then maybe a week later when I wrote in or something, I was like, but you overcame because look what God did. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful. it's like a the journaling for me has been a record of blessings, my tests, my trials, and who I am as a person mm-hmm. and how I evolve. So whenever the world try to make you forget, I always remember because I have that, that connection with God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Do you also write down your desires and um, your prayers and how God has answered your prayers? Oh, for sure. I do. Okay. I, I get so, I know people use the word manifestation and all those mm-hmm. these things. It's like sometimes to some people it's taboo where they feel like it's worshiping the devil and stuff. But the first time I've ever heard that word was T.D. Jakes. He had a song called Manifest, and we praise dance to it as a kid. And it, to me, I just feel like manifestation is where prayer and action come collides. Okay. Like, so I write stuff down from if I want to live this place, if I want to go travel to this place, if I want this job, if I want to heal this relationship or whatever, I write it out. And I ask God, I ask God for exactly what I want. And then I say, God, this is what I want, but I want what you want for me. Mm. And then I leave space to go back and say, this is how he answered it. Whether he answered it the way that I wanted it or the way Mm. that he wanted it. It's still a win. It's still a win. I love that. I am adopting that today to leave space Mm -hmm. for how he answered. 
Yeah, you have to. Because sometimes I, when I think back, especially in my younger days and when I used to write and ask for stuff, it was for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, God, I want to drive this car and I need it to be like this. But it's like, did I really need that? Could I even really afford that? Could I, mm-hmm. you know? And then later on, he may have blessed me with something better than what I want. Like, so that's why I always leave space for God to answer the way he wants to. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I may be asking for something that I could do in my own strength. But I found that my biggest prayers and my best prayers have been the ones that I let God do his thing Mm -hmm. because he does exceedingly and abundantly. And I just be sitting back like, oh, I didn't even know I should ask for that. (laughs) And you gave me that anyway. Like my like I don't deserve that. And he's like, yes, you do. Mm -hmm. He's like, because I'm preparing you for the next step. And so, yeah, I I allow space for God to do what he's going to do. And then I come back and write and I'd be like, okay, like you blew my mind. I love the, I love that because it is both literal and figurative. Both. When I tell you, yeah, I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I am adopting that today. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Because literally see. and figuratively, they both work together. Where I am literally leaving space, and then in life, leaving space. God, this is my desire. But however you however. want to do it. However. Show out. Yeah. It's however, whenever. Yeah. Like you you really have to be that open. And as I've gotten older, like I, I'm I live a God life. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a perfect life because I'm not perfect. But I live my life with God and for God. Mm-hmm. And and with him because there's no other way. It's no other way. I've always been like <laughs> one of my nicknames for my friends. They call me a ghetto Christian because they like <laughs> you. You're the same. <laughs> you're the same person. We can go everywhere with, but anywhere you go, you're gonna bring God with you. They don't care where I'm at. Wait like, a minute, <laughs> <laughs> our best friend. <laughs> yes, a shout out to KB. She that she made up that nickname. She's like ghetto Christian. She that's what she called me. She called me a ghetto. I said, well, I'll be that. Because since we were kids, like even in middle school and elementary, I was called church girl. Like mm. I was literally those names because I've always talked about God mm. and turned anything into a song about God. Like that's just, I, I, I really love that man. Like I tell people I wouldn't be this far mm-hmm. if I didn't know him. Yeah. And that was at an early age because like when my parents' divorce happened, I ran to the church. Mm-hmm. I could have went anywhere else. My tr- my path could have been totally different had I went to the streets and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I ran to the church. Mm-hmm. Like I had a deep connection rooted and just served in the church mm-hmm. every which way. With my imperfect self and not knowing how life was going to take me, I served, served, and kept serving. And formed some of my best friendships, my relationships, mentorships, like everything. So I know when people be like, church hurt i'm like that's because you put your faith in the people People. at the church like those are still broken people that are just like you that's coming to get healed and if you share your testimony and your truth and your story you'll be in more alignment but when you have these expectations for them to do all these things Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't even do for yourself Mm. that's where the hurt comes from because it's the expectations but those are people too absolutely absolutely that's a part two (laughs) <laughs> church hurt and Dylan finding healing from church hurt. That's part two. That is. That's part two. <laughs> I have to ask, and we are coming up short on our time, but I have to ask this. You publicly share your love of travel and adventure. And you've mentioned it earlier, living a God sponsored life. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that means <laughs> to you. 
Okay. So the truth behind that was that, so I was born in Germany. Okay. My daddy was military. So I was born with a passport. So I always tell people that my love for travel came in, in the womb. Like I was <laughs> born womb. with a pass. I was born with a passport. Hey, that's me. Your girl loves to go. But when I was traveling and people knew my background and they was figuring out like, oh, but you only work here and you wasn't because I've been traveling since I was a kid. So it's like, you don't have no money. Like, how are you doing all this other stuff? But traveling is my vice. I live for a good experience. And so that was like when Facebook and Instagram was just started. I mean, well, Facebook had started, but Instagram had really started. And I would post. And people was like, you must be on a trip with a man. You must be doing this. Like, who was your sponsor? And I used to be like, God. And I was like, no, for real. I'm like, God. So I was like, I'm going to put it on a shirt. And that's what I did. That's how I started. I put God as my sponsor. But the more that I started wearing it, making mm. sweatsuits and hats, I started realizing that everything I have in life is because God went ahead of me. Because that's what a sponsor is. They vouch for you. Like, even when people don't even know who I am. God was like, okay, you're going to come across this girl. Her name going to be Raquel. And she's going to do this, this, and this. And you're going to give her this because I vouch for you. Because I'm sponsoring you. Like, what? Because my life, it does, to the world, it probably don't make sense. Sometimes to me, I look and I'm like, God, you funny. Because I'm not supposed to be living this life that I live. But it's my life. Yeah. And God sponsored it. And that's how I became who I am because of him. Like, all glory forever. That's always been my story. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else can get the glory or the credit. Nobody. Yes. He taught me that at a young age. At a very young age. Like, me and God has always been in tune. Like, always. So it's like when I, so it started like people being mean and like trying to say, oh, that you can't live this if you don't have mm-hmm. a dude paying or stuff like, it was like, no, God is my sponsor. He make ways. Um, and that's just how it went. And so, yeah, that's how it, that's how, that's how that whole business had came about. And I was selling t-shirts that said it and people love the messaging and the branding behind it. And they was buying it. It's like, I'm on one. So I started selling t-shirts and like I would make it in whatever color. I had hats, sweatshirts, um, jogger sets, everything. So when I was going and um, doing, like, moderations and speaking engagements with the Raquel J, I would wear it. Mm-hmm. And people, it was always a conversational starter. Because, yeah, it started from somebody trying to be funny about the life that God was giving me to live mm-hmm. and me saying it is. And even then, I was scared to live it because it's, it was people like that, like, how can you do that? Like, how can you travel? Like, just like you buy person shoes or like to go out to eat. I buy plane tickets like I like experiences. Yeah. And God sponsored it. Like he is. God I don't need a provide. sponsor. Yeah, he will provide. He's Absolutely. always have. And even if he don't provide the way that I wanted to him wanted him to or answer it, he provide in other ways. Like sometimes you think that it's monetary. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times as I've been living more and more, it's not the monetary. Absolutely. It's the it's the gifts. It's him sponsoring my peace. Mm-hmm. my sleep, my mind, my dreams, my goals, having the right people around me, the support. Mm-hmm. Like those things are all intangible things that people take for granted. And I don't because I have a great circle behind me. I have great individuals that pour into me. So when I am low or I try to maybe have those moments where I forget who I am and whose I am, they remind me so quick. Hmm. They remind me so quick. And I'm so grateful for that because I'm like, I done been broke. Like, Real broke. <laughs> like, even when I lost my job, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Because that was not a part of my plan. Mm-hmm. It was his. But so it's like, everything I got I put into this business, it's like, that's what you're going to do? I was like, yeah. And I did it. And I'm like, it was the best decision ever. 
because I know that God is doing some great things through inner greatness and through me and it's all working together. Before we close, we finish every single episode asking guests and I can't wait to hear your answer. <laughs> you are a faith walker. You believe in fasting, praying and being obedient. So as you pray and are seeking God for a vision mm -hmm. of where the next five years God is leading you. Would you dare share your hope for the future for yourself, uh, for your business? Okay. For myself, I hope to be married right. and have my twins. Oh, okay. Speak. <laughs> yes. We ask not because we have. Them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have my husband, my twins and my house, my dreams and my business. And with this business, it'll be more offering life coaching services, mm. speaking on panels, writing more journals and probably publish my book by then. But yeah, just really living for God, like using my creativity um, and mixing it with my spirituality because it's definitely a connection through that. And just not, because I don't like to be put in a box. Yeah. So I dream big and I dream even bigger. Yeah. Like, well, no, I dream big and I pray even bigger for those things to come to pass because, but that like the next five years, that's where I see myself because I don't want to keep being so career driven and have nobody or things to share with and that's been the thing I'm like I'm 33 now and it's like okay God what's next like I know this family part should be next so my family can see and grow with me mm -hmm. and I could show my future kids and my spouse like hey you got a great one like yeah she, absolutely like she a beast like <laughs> absolutely so yeah next five years that's where I see it just my business growing me being married me having kids and just doing whatever else that God is leading me to. Absolutely. Absolutely. We stand in agreement yes. with her on every good thing that God has in store for her, her family, and her business. Please, please, please let the people know where they can support you. Okay. And where they can find you. Okay. On Instagram, my business name is Inner Greatness. So you can add me at I N N E R. G-R, the number eight, N-E-S-S. -S. And my website is www.integrateness.com. And my personal page is Rocky's Corner. So it's my side of the internet. Well, I talk about all things about life, travel, friends, financial stuff. Um, and that's at Rocky's Corner at R-O-C-K-I-E-S-K-O-R-N-E-R. I am so excited that you have come our way no, and shared you, your Ashley. incredible, incredible story. And I don't know if you caught it, but at the end she said, dream big, but pray even bigger. Um, thank you. Oh, thank you. Please drop your biggest takeaways in the comments. Follow, share, support, and come back. Yes, we, please come I, back. This podcast is here every single Thursday. And so until we gather again, may the Lord increase your strength, grant you more joy for the journey and the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. <laughs>